0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Get the Puck Out podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, uh, ECHL big star Todd Scarving. Thanks for joining us today, Todd. Thanks for having me. Um, So you play with Newfoundland, correct?
1: That is correct.
0: What made you fall in love with hockey?
1: Um, Well, I was born with skates on up in Canada. Uh, I think just from an early age, um, going down, uh, I started skating when I was three um going down the the block or two there with my uh, my parents and my grandma and just pushing a chair around and um at the time I was playing baseball and hockey uh once I got around 11 12 years old when I made a travel team for hockey is when I, I chose between uh, hockey and baseball but it kind of started young and here I am at 31 now still kicking and so it's been a lot of fun
0: that's good um uh so we have a couple questions from a couple of your fans from Newfoundland um William asks, what is your favorite hockey stick to use? Uh,
1: the ones I got now. <laughs> no. Uh, growing up, I was a big Bauer guy. Um, and then, obviously, as you uh, play juniors, uh, get into the pro ranks, you're, there's team sponsors and whatnot. So, at college, we, uh, we we were a Bauer sponsor, which was huge. I used the Bauer Nexus at the time. Um, and then, kind of, when it gets to the ECHL level, you kind of use what the sponsorship is. Right now, we have Warriors. Um, this past season, I was fortunate. Horns uh, hooked me up with a few... Uh, a few sticks uh, of my own. So uh, yeah, now I'm using warrior as of right now, but uh, it, they're pr- they're pretty similar. Um, if I had a preference, I'd probably use uh Bauer, but uh, you know, the warriors have gone, uh, been doing pretty well for me lately. So uh, I guess I'll stick with those. Okay.
0: So you got called up to the Marlies this past season. How was, yep. how was that call up for you? How did it feel? Like, the, was it an emotional roller coaster or like?
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. We just came back from our Florida Norfolk trick, uh, trip, And uh, it was a Sunday night. I remember getting off the plane, had a missed call from Ryan Hardy. Um, Hardy and the Leafs organization over the years have been pretty good at just, you know, kind of congratulating me when I reach certain milestones or if we have a good stretch of of games. I just scored my 30th on the road. So I I figured that's why he was calling me, to be honest. Uh, I jokingly said in my head, oh, I'm probably getting called up. Um, Little did I know, uh, I, I called him back. No answer. He called me right back within a minute or two there and he kind of just went over the kind of few of the conversations we had from the summer previous and uh, said he wanted me in the lineup on Wednesday, asked what I thought about that, and I kind of just said, you know, like, let's go. Like, I, I, I couldn't really believe it. I had no hesitation. Uh, little did everyone else know is my parents are flying in the next night to Newfoundland for the upcoming games against, uh, I think it was Twa. So, uh, anyways, I get off the phone. Uh, I call my dad, and I kind of just said my parents, and I said, I have good news and bad news. What do you want first? I said well, the bad news is I might not be here when you get here tomorrow. I said, the good news is I'm getting called up to Toronto and they kind of couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, it was a great, it was a great moment. Um, I reached out to the Leafs and uh, long story short, they actually flew me and my parents out together on Tuesday, uh, flew us all into Hartford for the game and then flew us all back out here to Newfoundland for the three game series. So uh, it, it happened real quick. I, I kind of wish it lasted a little bit longer. I will say it was a lot of fun. Um, I tried to soak in as much as possible, ask questions, just kind of enjoy the moment. Didn't really change who I was. Um, as some guys know, I walked into uh, my first American League game with my speaker like I do at every ECHL game. Um, just try to be myself, have fun, keep it loose. And, uh, yeah, it was a cool experience. Um, very thankful uh, for Ryan Hardy for uh, kind of making that happen and uh, the Leafs taking care of my parents and I.
0: Well, that's good that they got your parents out there um because your dad I was talking to your dad because he has me on Facebook and he's the I have to say your dad's an outstanding
1: amazing guy um he loves to talk <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean if you ever see his social media he's on Facebook I think 24 7 365 I don't even know if he sleeps sometimes
0: <laughs> I don't think he sleeps because every time I wake up in the morning it's like a post from five six seven hours ago like he's just up but he's a good I'm guy welcome.
1: Yeah. I know when I have a lot of uh, notifications on Facebook, I don't have to usually go to them too quick because it's probably just my dad posting a picture uh, on my wall or whatnot. I know I'll get to it at some point. So I know he's it's not too early. Me, he's always tagging you. <laughs> yeah. He's always he's always tagging me. Sometimes I'm like, dad, you know, I, I could see that, right? I You don't need to tag me. Like if you post it on my wall, I, I know you don't have to tag me and put it on my wall.
0: That's, so I know you started the t-shirts last there's last year right for your father for the cancer research stuff like that yep can you explain to people um what made you do that because there's probably some people out there that don't know about it if that's okay
1: yeah so i I, i've been growing like the scurvy it's got a name since uh i think it was my second year in sioux falls might have been my first year uh, in sioux falls back when i was like 19 20 i can kind of grow it um and then i've been growing it throughout the years different points depending on where i'm playing i've raised some money and whatnot. Um, then, then this year it hit closer to home uh, with my dad being diagnosed with prostate cancer on September eighth. So, um, yeah, we ended up uh, Paul Loder designed, uh, design uh, an image to put on a shirt. Uh, Niall and Brendan Hickey at the embassy were able to come on board and, and purchase the first uh, batch of shirts, and then we used uh, Saltwater Designs with Caitlin Noseworthy. So it turned out really good. Um, I know it gave my dad a lot of strength. It was, it was pretty cool just to see the the feedback that we had. I know some people didn't get shirts, which I apologize for, I hope uh, we reimbursed them. Just things kind of happened real quick and it was her first time doing it. Um, but yeah, then Dean McDonald came on board with a big $5,000 donation uh, early on as well. So that kind of got wrapped up about two weeks ago and we made the $10,000 donation to the Daffodil place here in St. John's. Um, I know, you know, just $10,000 alone is uh, allows uh, someone who's going through treatment at least a hundred nights to stay at that place. Uh, we took a tour of it it's pretty cool they get their meals every day it's uh it's pretty homey kind of feels like uh, nan's house you know it's got kind of everything uh that you'd want during treatment so uh very rewarding um, my dad and i and my mom were just happy that we're able to kind of use the situation to help make a difference in other people's lives so we're, we're pretty happy with it and depending on what happens in the upcoming years we might uh, do a little bit more with it
0: that's good that you got that donation of money to help other people out um so this comes from Adirondack Thunder fans, so hope you're ready for this yeah. one. Um, Dakota, uh, he's Adirondack Thunder fan. Uh, he asked, "How do you feel about playing against Adirondack, especially with section and in your ear?"
1: Um, probably one of the hardest places to play. Um, I mean, even going into playoffs, I just remember it's they—they they get a good crowd all year long. Um, it's their their 2,000 fans can sound like ten thousand. So uh, you know when when playoffs are coming, I I was I just knew this was going to be one of the best you know atmospheres we were going to play in, and and I knew it's tough. I mean, they can kind of take over the game. It feels like sometimes if ADK gets a goal quick, which I feel like some more times than not they do, that crowds in your ear nonstop, and it doesn't matter if they're down five or up five. It's nonstop for the most part. So um, they have a really good fan base. They're very passionate. They've had a, a lot of hockey over the years. Um, like I said, I kind of enjoy going there. It's a little old school. I'd say it's, they got a good, they got a good bait fan base. And uh, they're, like I said, they're passionate, they're loud, and they can really get under your skin sometimes. So I have a lot of fun with them. Um, I've kind of got to know a few of them in that section over the years. Uh, almost feels like family. Sometimes, you know, I try to make a point of, you know, getting to know fans and all the way barns and, you know, the ones that, you know, give you the time of day. So you have a little fun with them. You trip them back every now and then, you know, spraying with water, have a little fun with it, but uh no, fans are important to the game. That's, you know, that's who we're playing for. Uh, they, they make the games fun. As I say, the seventh man in the stands. And I'd say, you know, ADK probably has one of the better fan bases in the ECHL. So,
0: Section N, you just go with it, basically. You just, What's that? Section N, you just listen to them, give them sharp, trip you. Yeah, every,
1: every now and then they might get a little under my skin. I might give it back. But, uh, you know, there there's a few good ones up there and I like to play around. And it's pretty funny, some of the things they say sometimes. Okay.
0: Um, Chad asked if you could have two guys from this past year's team, who would you
1: bring back? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, James Melindi. Um, and then I got to pick one more. Uh, that's tough. Cause I've been playing with guys for so many years. I guess I just have to go with our, our original core. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, three guys. I'm going to go with Darian Pluf, Zach O'Brien, and James Millenni, just because that's our original core kind of from the year that we won. And I mean, as you've seen now, Plufer is heading overseas, Obi's heading overseas, and we're still waiting to hear about Mel. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I just take those three right now. And then, I mean, I could, I feel like I could take anyone. Um, I get along with everyone. Um, it's not hard for me to get along with anyone. I could pretty much get along with uh, the insole of a shoe. So, um, yeah, love my team, but I guess I'll just start with my core and then we'll go from there.
0: How many goals do you think you could score this year?
1: <laughs> oh, that's tough. Um,
0: How many you yeah. got? What? How many last year?
1: I think I had 31 last year. Um, you you break that. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I, I was very fortunate to get the opportunities I did under Welly and uh, Nate these past two years. Um, even going back from the last year with them coming on board and into this year, there's a, a lot of chances to uh, kind of just be myself again. I I probably. Haven't had this kind of opportunity since juniors, it feels like, in the sense of offensive uh, output. Anyway, um, I mean, going in every year, it's it's the same start for me. It's get rid of the zeros as soon as possible. So fill in the goals column, fill in the assist column, and, and fill in the pims. Get like you know, get a few numbers in each thing right away, and then and go from there. And then after that, it's just trying to contribute. Uh, you know, every night, try to be a more consistent player. So um, I, I don't really, I don't really plan to get a certain amount of goals. I just try to stay true to who I am and, and work hard. And, you know, every now and then you're going to get rewarded. So I'm um, just trying to build off that and, and just stay consistent, whether it's goals, assists, or just good good play that helps, you know, getting wins at the end of the day. Okay.
0: Now you have, probably have some kids that are big fans of yours. They want to go into pro hockey. What would you tell them to work on and work towards?
1: Um, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it is it is having fun. Um, you know, you look kind of the kids coming up now. It, it's playing other sports. It's not always um, hockey every day. I mean, for me personally, I, I, I even like going back to last summer, I used to work out five, six days a week. I think I probably took almost every Friday off last year. Um, I'd go on a hike. I'd do something different. I'd look forward to kind of getting out to the outdoors on a Friday to set up my weekend um it's just it's just having fun i, I always say just you know just good sleep good nutrition um it doesn't mean don't you know if just, you know kids probably want to have McDonald's and whatnot i mean i not saying don't have that every now and then it, it's not a bad thing to have a cheap meal um, keeps your mind fresh but uh just getting outdoors having fun being a kid really i mean there there's no rush it doesn't matter if you start at five or ten i feel like you can kind of make it as long as you stay true to yourself along the way um another thing for me is just you know If you're doing all the right things away from the rink and and at the rink and and just doing the little things when no one's watching, at the end of the day, I mean, look at me now. I'm in the ECHL. I'm I'm probably, you know, the chances of being in the American League full time are probably really slim now. The NHL is, you know, far out. But at the end of the day, I go to bed, you know, and sleep comfortably knowing that I did put in the effort, I put in the time, and I did work as hard as I could. And it just wasn't cut out for me, but I am happy where I'm at now. I've had some pretty successful years. You know, I got a college degree now. So, to say that is just put in all the effort that you can you know just if you if you feel like you want to do a couple extra reps here and there then do it um you know just give it your all and at the end of the day like I said I can look in the mirror and know that I I did what I could um I didn't make it and that's okay you get to my point now but uh you know there's other things in life too outside of hockey and and for me that's just being outdoors and enjoying time with family and friends you kind of get to know that as you get a little bit older but uh those are just some things that I guess I could kind of touch on but have fun at the end of the day. If you're not having fun, it's, it's probably not for you and that's okay. There's so many other sports out there. There's so many, whether you want to get into music, you know, space, anything there, there's so many opportunities out there and and hockey isn't the only one I've been fortunate that hockey's kind of been front and center for me my entire life where I've learned a lot of qualities and met a lot of good people that, you know, I'll have friends for life, but, um, yeah, just, you know, explore, have fun, try different things and be courageous, go out there and do what you you love to do.
0: Um, my I have one of my own questions. What is your favorite team to play in the ECHL? Um, that's been so far in your career.
1: Play against, right? Played against. Yeah. Um. That's tough. I feel like it. Like when when Tuat Revere came into the league the first year. Um, that was fun because we we hated each other. You know, our owner owned both teams, so that was like a natural rivalry. Um. So I would say like them, but then last year, obviously with all the injuries and the Montreal kind of gutting them a little bit, they kind of, you know, fell out of a playoff race. So the games didn't seem as intense as they were in the past. Um, And then you get your Reading matchup where that kind of just happened from having to play them all the time in the playoffs. And then I probably would say, I guess just Florida, you know, I I really enjoy the rivalry that we've built. We've had to play them three times now. Um, When we beat them, we won and they beat us the last two times and they won. So it's it's kind of just a, a love-hate relationship. You know, you have a lot of respect for what they do over there, but you hate them because, you know, you got to play them and you got to get through them to win a, you know, a Kelly Cup. So I'd say those are some of the teams. Um, even like a team like Toledo, we saw them after Christmas, you know, or a Cincy, kind of teams that are always in the mix. You you really appreciate what they've done over the years and, and the organizations of how they built up. So I feel like I can kind of say something about a little bit of everything, but I guess I should just say at this point, I'd say Florida. You know, when you go down there, you get a little sun too. That's always that's always nice uh, if it's in season, maybe get down to the ocean. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy the rivalries within and just competing against the guys. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite hockey player when you were growing up? Uh, growing up, my uh, favorite hockey player is Michael Compon from back home. That's why I actually wore 17. And then uh, Patrick Sharp uh, played for uh, the USHL Center Bay Flyers at the time. Um. Sharpie was always like, you know, just a kind of overall well-rounded player. Uh, and then growing up, obviously, looking up to him, kind of what he did in the community, this community visits was something that I kind of take pride in now. And he he's kind of the reason, one of the reasons why anyway, that I kind of do what I do. But those are my two favorites growing up. Okay. Now,
0: Newfoundland, you're basically on the island, correct? When you're playing there?
1: Yep. Yeah. You got to take a boat or a plane to get here. So, or you get to drive on the boat and you can get here by a car, but.
0: <laughs> does because ECHL, you guys, you know, travel a lot to certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, does that affect you at all? Getting ready for a game prep and stuff like that? If, like different time zones
1: or long flights, or if you guys travel? Yeah, we, I, I feel like it becomes an advantage. Maybe, uh, at, like for me, it's, you know, a, a delay now is normal for me, uh, lost luggage, that's normal for me. Um, you know, it, maybe when we get the younger guys at the beginning of the year, it's a little bit of a shock, you know, the hour and a like I'm an hour and a half ahead of you right now. Um, we got our own time zone, but, uh, yeah, over the, over the year, I think it becomes an advantage, whereas teams aren't used to it. Maybe they get the delays. Maybe they come in late. Maybe they come the day of a game. Um, they're not used to it. They got to do the time change. You know, we usually travel the day before, like most teams do anyway. Um, we have no choice. We, we leave at like 5 a.m. Our flights are usually 5 a.m. on Thursday and away we go and we get in at like 5 p.m. at night. So it's usually a long day, but uh, it just becomes kind of a normal for us. And like I said, it's more of an advantage maybe when teams are coming here. Um, we got a lovely street over there called George Street that uh, likes to suck some fellas in. But uh, other than that, uh, I, I don't mind it. Uh, I, I like to take it as an advantage, especially come playoffs. I feel like it could really you know, affect some guys, you know, for us playing the the way the structure we played it, uh, the playoffs, you know, playing uh, three on the road, four at home, you know, being able to get a game or two on the road and then having four straight at home. It's, it's, it's gotta be a little depleting for a visiting team, but uh, like just little things like that with travel, uh, the sleep, the time zone, uh, all the food, even, you know, different kind of food out here. If guys are having seafood that could affect your stomach just based on like what you've been eating all the time. So just different things. I think it's more of an advantage than a disadvantage, especially as the year goes on.
0: How would you explain the home energy at the Mary? It's Mary Brown Center, right? Yeah. So that's I correctly? How do you explain your fan base and their energy when you guys hit that ice every night?
1: Yeah, it's good. Um, I feel like we're kind of like the big cheese on the on the province here right now. Um, obviously, there's a basketball team here, too. But uh, in the wintertime, you know, it's kind of one of the only things to really do. Um, I know there's a lot of minor sports, minor league sports around here and, and whatnot. But, uh, no, it's good to have the fans here. Um, they're passionate. There's been, a, I feel like, a team here for many years now. Um, so it's nice. I mean, like I said, it's good to have a good crowd. When we get the big crowds, it's even better. It's like a seventh man in the stands. You know, sometimes they can call a penalty for us or, you know, get us going after a big goal. But, uh, no, I, I love having fans. love the fans here. I've gotten to you know a lot of them over the, the last five years now. Um, it almost feels more of like a family than than fans or friends. It's it's pretty tight-knit group. Um, we have passionate fans, too, so... I know uh they get honest when we lose and whatnot, or but that's just the way she goes, and that's part it's part of the business. So you, you take you take that as well.
0: So it's a great atmosphere and your fans are always behind you and they tell you when you're doing good and doing bad. Just yeah, like, I think
1: just yeah, like every no, fan base. <laughs> yeah, like we trust me, when we lose, we, we know we lost. We have a flat game, we know we're flat. You know, it's 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 no Sometimes it just happens, and it's not like you want to lose games. It's not like you don't want to score. It's not like you don't want to put in an effort. And it, it could be related to a lot of different things. Maybe there's guys playing injured. Maybe uh, there's a sickness going through the team. Maybe you had a long travel day. Maybe it's. It could be anything. You know what I mean? It's. It's. Uh, yeah, we don't go on the ice trying to lose. We 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 want to win every game. I mean, with the with the help that we get from Toronto here too, it's it's. I feel like maybe our team more than some others will be disappointed after every single loss. It, it's we have a high expectation here and uh, you know, we go into every game thinking that we can win no matter who's in our lineup, no matter who's called up or sent down injured or whatnot. So more times than not, we are disappointed with a loss. Um, Sometimes you can play really well and and, and you don't win and that's just hockey. That's the way she goes sometimes, but uh, that's what the playoffs are for. And that's why you get a best of seven. So if something like that does happen, you do get a, you do get a a rebound game, but uh, yeah, no, it's fun. It's a, it's a good spot. Like I said, hockey's alive and well here. Uh, You know, just even going out. It's kind of funny. I make jokes now. I I can kind of get away uh, moving around town right now because my beard isn't, you know, on my face. So I can kind of hide and slither around some people sometimes uh, just to kind of go on about my day. But uh, that's what I said. Like they're passionate here. Um, And it's nice chatting with them uh, throughout the city every now and then as well.
0: That's good. Um, What is your uh, favorite NHL team? I don't, I don't know if you have one or not, but
1: I don't remember. I grew up a big Red Wings fan. Um, was big. I was a big goalie fan growing up for whatever reason. Never played it. Um, big Dominic fan. fans. When he be, went to the Red Wings, was kind of how I, when I followed them. And I followed them for years. I watched uh, a lot of games um, when I was at RIT school. There watched a lot of Red Wings games there. I think it was when I became you know pro at the ECHL level. I didn't really watch as much because you know we're playing just as much as they are. And and then once I came out here, it kind of just you know root for the. The Leafs now in the sense that, you know, that, you know, in the organization, when we're winning and everyone's doing well, like everyone's happy, um, and then seeing guys move on to the Marlies and the Leafs, like you want them to do well, so I kind of just naturally cheer for our organization now because you want everyone from top to bottom to have success, and you really feel like a three-tier system here with the Growlers, so... Um. Yeah, always rooting for uh, the Leafs now. It's, like I said, I mean, I'm always keeping an eye on the Red Wings, seeing what they're doing, especially with Stevie Wye back. That was uh, what I was hoping for for a long time, was that he would come back, and so that's going to be good for them. They're starting to load up again. But uh, when teams like that, that you know, the Red Wings that are always in the mix are kind of out, um, you want to see them back in. You want to see those original teams, you know, always in the in the running. So, um, yeah, cheer for the Leafs now.
0: So was when you got called up to the AHL, is there a huge difference in speed, in the passing and game strategy at all is because i not i've talked to um i don't know if you remember brandon casel who used to be a goalie for a thunder uh he mm-hmm. was in the sometimes and he talked about how clean the passes are and everything else um did you have any issues adjusting to playing up there at all and what was the difference between the a and e
1: um i i, I really didn't find it for me, I just, you know, being an older guy, I didn't find it. Like, I kind of, you know, I go to the Marley's camp every year. I kind of know, like, what they're expected. It's, I would say the American League is a lot more detailed, um, you know, with line matches and, and kind of your your instru- like the instructions and kind of things and tasks that you got to, you know, do out on the ice. Um, I would say it was, I don't know if it would say it's easier. It felt easier in the sense that the passes were better. Um, you know, the speed's there and whatnot. Um the guys are obviously big and strong, but I would say, you know, guys are big and strong on our level, but, uh, you know, I just felt like everyone was doing their job, you know, if everyone is just doing their job all the time. So there wasn't uh, much margin for error. Otherwise it's in the back of your net. Um, maybe there wasn't as many like odd man rushes as there would be at the ECHL level. It's a lot more structured where it's kind of, you know, a, a grind uh, wear and tear and grind down low and work it up high and get pucks to the net, still make plays and whatnot. I just thought it was easy in a sense that kind of everyone knows where they need to be at all times. You know, it's, yeah, I remember specifically coming back cause I was playing center that game, standing for like a pop play from the D man. And it was just a battle uh, maybe in the East HLA we can get away with diving in and trying to take it, or, you know, maybe getting on the cheat, you know, some players might do not saying I would do that. Cause I don't want to get benched, but um, <laughs> I, I just stood there. I, I was probably five to 10 seconds, but eventually like, we ended up winning the battle and the puck came to me and out, we went out to the weak side, boom, the way we went down the other way and I, I just remember just being like guys doing their jobs and being in the spots all the time there was never really you know a weak link sort of say it was just structured um working hard you know speed I, yeah, I guess the speed is probably up things happen a little bit quicker passes are better you know whatnot but uh yeah it was a lot of fun I mean I could see how it could be adjustment for obviously younger players uh, I've been fortunate enough to just kind of play with a lot of different players over the years do a lot of Marley's camps and and kind of know what they're you know what was expected and what i was getting into when i got up there so just try to have fun um you know cheer when i was on the bench and just keep the boys up and just kind of get to play with some of the guys that right were here again it was nice but uh overall it was it was a cool experience
0: i'm it was against hartford wasn't it
1: yeah hartford we lost in uh overtime 2-1 we scored a late one to tie it that game i felt like it was just like a log jam it was just back and forth of kind of wouldn't say nothing it was just it was structured and it was two really good teams, you know, competing against each other. So there wasn't a lot of room for, you know, grade A plus scoring chances.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember watching that game and my girlfriend comes up to me and she goes, Why are you watching Toronto game? I probably don't like Toronto. I go, I don't, I never said I didn't like Toronto. <laughs> I go, I'm a Devils fan all, all the way down, but Todd's yeah. playing. And I want to see Todd play. She's like, <laughs> Who's Todd? I go, He plays in the minor. He's, he's a good player. He's a good guy. Um, but I have one more question for you, then I'll let you go because I know you're a busy man. Um, who do you th- – I forgot how to say this. Who do you think could win the Stanley Cup next year? I just – like, who would – with teams rebuilding and stuff like that right now, um, who do you think has a good chance?
1: Um, I, I don't follow it like I used to, mm-hmm. but I won't say, like, it's just – I feel like the Leafs have kind of always – I'm just going to go with the Leafs just because I'm being biased a little bit. I just feel like, you know, they, they've always kind of been kicking at the can. Obviously, they have the offensive kind of output there. Um, I think adding guys like Burt and uh, Domi there add a lot of grit and a lot more to the lineup. Um, hopefully, they lock in D-Lander and mats. I, I just think they have a little bit better of a dynamic maybe for playoffs now. Uh, I'm sure they're not done yet. Um, but I just think the additions that they they made um, over the past week or so have – made them a little bit better. Um, and like I said, it's just, it's, it's been like, if you look at the playoffs, like it's, it sometimes it's getting a tough draw. Like I feel like you never want to play. I mean, Bruins ended up getting upset this year, but uh, you never want to play a Bruins, even if they finish, they just squeak in, you know what I mean? If the Bruins, I always say like, I compared, I said it the other day, like the Bruins, to, like the Florida Everblades, Florida finished fourth in the division. I think uh, maybe like seventh in the conference to make the playoffs. doesn't matter where Florida finishes in the playoffs or the Bruins, for example, they just got to make the playoffs and they have an opportunity because they know how to play in the playoffs. They're just, they're built for the playoffs. I feel like teams that, you know, kind of always are in the mix or teams that just got to get in. Um, so I, I feel like there's so many good hockey players now and so many good teams that it's, it is kind of a crapshoot. I feel like in that, in that sense that, you know, it, it, it doesn't really like teams are going to be, have better players maybe at, whatnot, but it's it's you know, playing a team game at that time. I mean, you look at Vegas, it was just a complete team effort. You know, they didn't really have any super superstars. Obviously they're superstars in the National Hockey League, but they didn't have, you know, just a one Connor McDavid or a dry settle. Like they had a, a complete team. Um I think when you have a complete roster like that, I think you have a better opportunity to win because you can't really just shut down one guy. You gotta shut down four lines, you know, and um but I'm hoping, you know, just with the changes that the Leafs made and um, who they brought in and maybe some changes they're making. I just, you know, for our organization's sake, I, I hope that they win. I, I know and is a tough fan base. I, that's what I'm realizing ever since I started cheering for them. That everyone rides the highs and lows. Um, when they're high, they're high. When they're low, like they're really low. So I hope for their their sake that they get pulling off here because uh, there's a lot of good people within that organization. Obviously, I I know because I've been around them and I'm always rooting for them, hoping that they, they can get a cup because I know how special that'd be for, them, the city, you know, the country and every Leafs fan across the globe. So I'm hoping and I'm just going to say that it's the Leafs year.
0: <laughs> well, I want to thank you for your time today. I know you're a busy man and the time difference. It didn't really bother me. Just wake it up early because I had to work today. But I'm <laughs> up early any day. So I want to <laughs> thank you for coming on. Um, hope to talk to you again soon and good luck on the season this year.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all your support. And it was fun. Maybe we'll get on here again soon.
0: We love that. Thank you.
1: Thank you.